Headshot. Frank, Frank. Sit down. Frank, Frank. Stand up. Frank, Frank. Pass out. Frank, Frank. Wake up. Frank, Frank. Fade it. Hello and welcome back to the Sonic Collective for the month of March 2019. Uh, I'm Darren Scott. I am joined with my fellow Calgarians, Scott Gregory and Alan Dupuy, and uh, our other member all the way on the other side of the world from Bangkok, Thailand, but actually recording from uh, Phnom Penh, Cambodia. You're in Phnom Penh, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Scott Coates. Anyway, uh, this was my pick this month, and I... we, I picked the uh, newest album we've ever picked. Uh, we've we've always said that uh, we were trying to go back and uh, do music that kind of influenced, but we always did have a rule that five years was the cutoff, but nobody's really come that close. So I decided to pick Kendrick Lamar's uh, Good Kid, Mad City that is just from uh, October 12, 2012 it was released. So, you know, six and a half-ish years old, I guess. Not that old in the grand scheme of things. Um you know, the reason I picked it, you know, I've always liked hip-hop, rap, uh, a lot of soul, and I've always been into it. And I think, you know, a lot of people maybe touch on it or d- just don't see it as, you know, a real style. And being, you know, an almost 50-year-old white man probably might, people might find that funny but from Canada. But yeah, yeah I mean, I've always liked it. So anyway... Um, I had never really explored Kendrick Lamar that much. And I mentioned in the selection that I bought the, I heard the album Damn and I bought that and I just was blown away by how good it is. Uh, and to kind of cut back, uh, Good Kid Mad City was his second album. Section 80 was his first, but this was really the first uh, major label release. And it was a concept album where it really told the story of K Dot, which is really just the character of himself. And he's telling the story of when he was a kid. Um, and he was born in 87. He's only 31 now And this, you know, at the time, I guess he'd be in the twenties, uh, seven years ago, um, 24, I guess when he recorded this album. Um, and then this, this album is kind of considered, he has this trilogy now between this album to pimp a butterfly and damn the one I just mentioned. And, uh, they're all known to just be these massively kind of new generation influence of, uh, rap. And, and to be honest, I've really felt, uh, being a fan, I've really felt kind of rap fell off for a while. I mean, it was always, there. I was always a good artist, but as a whole, it just wasn't the quality wasn't there. And I've really found the last few years, it's really come back and Kendrick Lamar's a big piece of that so i mean i won't i won't dive in too much i'll come back to myself but i'm interested to hear what the other guys think so you know why don't i start with scott coach today so why don't you tell me what you thought of this album man? yeah i'm maybe not the, the best guy to start with this album made me feel extremely old and extremely white um <laughs> you know what's funny is like i i grew up a rap kid i think like i'm almost 46 so like licensed to ill raisin hell you know, Sugar Hill Gang, like literally the first big rap albums to hit. Liked rap, liked Ice T growing up, you know, liked me some Cool Modi and LL Cool J and all that kind of stuff. And I'd say in the last 15 years, like the newest rap that I've probably like liked a song was like, you know, some of the big Eminem hits. But when I say big, yeah. like, I mean, kind of 10 years ago, I've tried listening to a couple of his more recent albums and I'm like, huh, I don't get it. And like even Jay-Z, I've listened to a couple of his albums. I'm like, hmm, I don't get it. And then, you know, all I'd say the new rap of the last five to ten years, when I listen to it, it doesn't, like I don't hear the hot beat, the cool part of the track. Like Drake, same thing. Like all his like hits, nothing about them like sounds like a hit. So when I listen to this, I mean, I'm not good at paying attention to the lyrics to start with like I tend to listen to music and do stuff so I I mean I did have to really concentrate to like listen to it I remember you told me it's like a play so like okay I get it 
I, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I get that it's a play and a story and that's neat, but just like, there wasn't any one track that I'd be like, Oh, this, this, this is a cool track that I was bobbing my head to that I would put on a playlist at all. And then I hear like stuff like bitch, don't kill my vibe. I'm like, this, this doesn't really speak to me. Like <laughs> a tough time. I mean, backstage street freestyle. Like, what is that? Like, I'm just like, man, this is a white guy from Canada. Like, yeah, the art of peer pressure was kind of, kind of neat. I mean, one thing that also like sing about me at the very end, like the 11 minute mark, when the mom starts preaching about Jesus, I was like, wow. Like, I guess I grew up non-religious. So I'm like, it's quite something to think of all these poor black families growing up in the hood that kill each other and steal, but still have this like super focus on Jesus. I'm kind of like, how does that work? Like you're totally buy into Jesus and all that, but you're out killing and stealing. So like, okay, as a, a portrait of black U.S. life, interesting. Um, but it really doesn't speak to me and there isn't any catchy beats on it that I would go back and listen to. So I, I actually kind of had to force myself to listen to it. And again, it probably wasn't aimed at me, right? Like white Canadian guys. So will I listen to it again? Probably not. I'm, I mean, I think I listened to Pimp a Butterfly because what do you like won the Pulitzer prize or something. And, and again, I just yeah. find any new rap, like I don't hear the catchy cool beat. So man, do I sound white and old, but I mean, I'm glad I gave it a shot, but like nothing about it grabbed me. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Scott uh, Gregory, what did you think, man? Well, this, this will be funny because I have almost the... Uh, I started out almost exactly where you were, Scott. I listened to it really early on. I hadn't listened to a lot of Kendrick Lamar uh, up until this point. I'd heard like these walls and stuff like that because it got... Uh, a lot of coverage, but never a full album for sure. And the first time I listened to it, uh, I wasn't super drilled down into it. Like I just loaded it up while I was uh, catching the train to work. And I was just like, what the hell is this? Right. And I, I love rap and hip hop, but, but a lot of that was from before, from like the, the eighties, the nineties, more focused on the New York side of things. Never really got into the Cali sound. Uh, so it was a rough start for me, but I, I, to the point I literally put it down for a week, but then I came back to it and I don't know what happened between, you know, the first listen and the second listen, but all of a sudden I was just really down and into it. The backseat freestyle, it actually, I think the baseline on that is absolutely sick. So as far as, you know, Scott looking for that, that thing you can play in the background and just Which kind one? of go with it. To me, that was the song off this track. Absolutely loved it. Uh, backseat freestyle style, right? Like it's, and then he gets into the, like the the late end of it, and he starts really doing that rough kind of uh, spitting and stuff like that. It was it was great. The lyrics. I'm I'm a bit of a lyrics guy. This is where he and I bonded. I too, all my life, wanted money and power. <laughs> And I too did pray my dick get as big as the Eiffel Tower yeah. so I can fuck the whole world for seventy two hours. I was like Kendrick, we're so but that's neat. like realize you that was Where the character. Been, he was right? rapping but, like he was K Dot, the teenager, in the back of the car with the guys, and that's 
they were all just trying to, it was all about the swagger and stuff. So he was rapping like a, a 15 year old. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. And that's, what's beautiful that's about it. Right. I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm tongue in cheek, but I'm also like, this is freaking brilliant. Right. Cause everyone's always looking just uh, up when he's like, you know, I'm like OJ killing everything for pussy. I'm like, Oh, more, give me more. Right. And, and I found, on that, not so much on that track, but say like the art of peer pressure and, and sing about me dying of thirst. He really switches things mm. up a lot, like mid track. He just, you know, he, it, it's to the point where I had to listen to it uh, with Spotify open because I thought tra- tracks were changing and they weren't. He was just halfway mm. through one, right? He'll flip midway through. Uh, art of peer pressure it's very playful to start and then he just straight up goes hardcore in it uh, it gets really raw especially on that one like just raw and intense it reminded me of mob deep uh especially the infamous album where he's just you feel like it's autobiographical and this experience of just a hardness that a person has to go through yes. and that's kind of Going back to what you were saying, Scott, where you just there's this dichotomy, right? Like this, how do you reconcile this religious spiritual side, and then some of the things growing up that people have to do to either fit in with their group or they get recruited into gangs, and and you know it's word up, it, it's intense. I really enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah, real. Uh, <laughs> word up. That, that was a really good track too but um, Anna Wise that was pretty much <laughs> the only Kendrick Lamar like These Walls he did with her as well too and so I was really glad to see her on this album as well I like These Walls better than I liked Real but I think their voices just harmonize mm-hmm. so well together especially on the high end that uh, it, it was nice it's a bit of a slower flow than These Walls from the other album but um, yeah, I think it breaks up the other album. I, I definitely think it's a nicer sound than, uh, you know, when Jay-Z is just doing Jay-Z over top of other stuff. The only thing I really didn't like on this album was Compton. Um, and maybe that's my <laughs> East-West rivalry yeah, side of me them. coming through. But I'm sorry, you get the big mm-hmm. Kind of horns, and oh. all of a sudden, you know, Dre's in there being Word. Dre, and uh, and all I can hear at that point is his sound and his <laughs> voice, and it really feels like it's it's just. But he was I don't know if you read I don't know if you read this, but he was massively influenced Kendrick. by Dre. He when he was a kid, um, he just happened. Uh, in, they were filming a video there with Tupac and Dr. Dre for California Love, and he was like. Super young. Oh, he's eight. He was eight years old. Then he saw them film this video, and he was just blown away by these two guys. So he had just had like he, that oh, really kind of catapult him into the career. He's like, that's what I want to be. It's funny, like totally, completely different yeah. worlds. But the story of Tom Petty seeing Elvis when he was a kid and how that influenced him is you know similar in a way. Like, but yeah, and I get it, Dre. You know, Dre's Dre. I love Dre in a lot of ways, but uh, I kind of feel he's stuck in time, and I feel like this track Compton got sucked up into that that vortex of Dre just yeah, yeah, being fair Dre. 
So that's the yeah. only negative thing I can really say about this album overall. I really enjoyed it. It surprised me. Uh, and uh, I'm going to dig deeper on him because for me, there are a couple tracks that I could pull off of this. And I, I don't think it's like, um, uh, like a sit in the background kind of album. I think it is one that you have to be mindful of and, and listen to with yeah intense, you do because uh, there's yeah. a lot to it i mean it tells a story and, and it's hard like and i, I agree with scott most 99 percent mm. of the time when i listen to music it kind of it's background and i'm not necessarily hooking on the lyrics a lot mm. like but uh this is one i think you to, to really get the story you had to actually sit and pay attention for a few listens to really get it it, it was it was hard yeah, yeah. appreciate the breaks. I actually found a website that, that actually breaks sure. down the story uh, line of it, and yeah. I, I went through it. I'll actually post as a link uh, when we post this. And uh, it was interesting. And one thing it said in there is that, and I never thought about it, it is a story, but they say it actually, the way it starts, it actually starts in the middle. Trying to figure out if he's reminiscing and telling the story, and then while you're listening to it, it's actually him in the story, and then it starts over. and. It begins with the prayer, and, and there's one near the end, but they're actually the same prayer. Yeah, and, yeah man, it can, yeah, it's pretty trippy. Anyway, Alan, Alan, what do you think? It's like a yeah, Quentin exactly. Tarantino movie. All right. Um, so I started enjoying rap back in, I guess, probably my late, late teens, and it was because of the musical stylings of Dr. Dre. So I've always kind of been more in line with that West Coast style. And when I started listening to this album, I didn't really do a whole lot of research. I just kind of put it on, hit play, jumped on the train and went. And the first thought was like, shit, man, this sounds like Dre must have produced it or something. So uh, by the time we got to that Compton song and I realized, well, I mean, also lyrically, uh, Kendrick kept talking about Compton. So, you know, I, I kind of put the pieces together, but because I really enjoy that West Coast production style, um, this album really felt at home to me, even though I'd never, yeah. I've heard a couple of songs. Uh, Swimming Pools is in Grand Theft Auto's soundtrack and Backseat Freestyle. I knew all the words to years ago because it's <laughs> for the same reason Scott Gregory likes it. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, this whole thing was really cool. And then I'm always a sucker for... Uh, a good concept album as well. So knowing that it kind of, knowing that in advance kind of made me want to be a little more intent on the lyrics because just like all of you guys, it's generally I'll, I'll throw on some music when I'm working or doing something else. So in this case, I just kind of popped it on. I listened on the train a lot on the way to work um, where I wouldn't be distracted by other things so much. And what I really appreciate about uh, about this style of rap is the storytelling. Um, to echo uh, you all, basically the art of peer pressure, like that's that's a great bit of the story because you can kind of hear um, his struggle going along with what the other guys are doing, and you know, to hell with the consequences and stuff. Um, so Scott, when you when you mentioned Mob Deep, it kind of Sort of nails it on the head a little bit, even though they're an East Coast band. Call them so a band. In real life, they would have been beefing. <laughs> uh, sorry, a, a crew, a collective, whatever, whatever a cluster of rapists go by. Serial rapists. rapists. I'm definitely hardcore. 
<laughs> yeah. So um, years ago, I had kind of lamented about the the downturn of quality rap, you know, because we got into this whole mumble thing lately where it's just mm -hmm. someone repeating the same shit over a trap beat mumbling, you know, over and over repetitively. And if that's what passes as rap, then I'm going back to uh, basically anything else at this point. So um, years ago, someone was like, you should really give Kendrick Lamar a shot because he's kind of, he's holding the fort when it comes to the rap game. And, uh, and so this album, even though uh, this was the first time I'd ever listened to it in full, I understand now why they would have said, hey, check out Kendrick's album. Because, yeah, I think it's solid. And definitely uh, at least a few of these songs make it onto my permanent playlist. And I really like the Compton <laughs> song with Dr. Mm, Dre, for the record, Scott. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, can, we can have a an off the phone conversation one day about the merits of East coast versus West coast. Cause that's how I get my shift ready. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Uh, awesome. But yeah, I really like uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. Mix kind of a little bit all over the place. I like that. I like it. And then maybe I'll be good to end because I absolutely loved it. I, to me, actually, this is uh the more I listened, the more I got into it. And uh, like I said, I, I, I followed rap and, I would consider myself a big fan and I've kept pretty up to date, you know, as much as possible. Um, you know, it's interesting in a lot of it, even, even the uh, freestyle. Um, I've never been a big fan of all the misogyny in, in rap and stuff like that. I'm just maybe a little sensitive to it. And, you know, after a while, like, oh, okay, I get it. Bitches and hoes and fucking booze and drugs. Like, like, and there's a place for that, and I understand it. But at least here, he, you know, he did it, you know, in a in a style, and he was supposed to be a teenager at that time. But, um, but I also might, I might say that maybe, uh, you know, for uh, Scott Coates, maybe listen to it wrong because I want to say uh, thanks to my good friend Dean at the 420 Premium Market here in Calgary uh, and the uh, the nice. Uh, Shameless plug. Tangerine Dream uh, <laughs> Cannabis from San Rafael, licensed producers. I, I, I quite enjoyed this album um, and uh, many times kind of zoned out to it and really got into it and uh, I liked it. But again, I, I, I get it. And, and Scott, it's interesting, Coach, that, it, you know, the, the beat's right. It is kind of more concept. It's not like that, you know, just catchy hook and kind of some good rhymes there, there's a lot of movement and and things going on in this album you know i, I would encourage you you said you listen to pimple butterfly i'd encourage you to listen to damn too at least once just to kind of see his evolution it's it's a really good album but um I, that helped uh, and we didn't really uh, touch on it but i did find out that uh, you know the what's good kid mad city but mad is m-a-a-d like with a uh, period so he, there is a video, and I'll post that too, where he actually explains that there's two meanings to it. Uh, the acronym stands for either My Angry Adolescence Divided or My Angels on Angel Dust, <laughs> which is funny. And he kind of explains it a bit. I'll, I'll let people dive into that. But, um, but yeah, I, again, I, I just really like this album. I just thought it was super interesting the more I listened. And, and it forced me to listen. Like I mentioned, I, I usually sometimes skim over the lyrics and I try to get better that, at that as I get, get older. But um, yeah, I, I just found it a really cool album. And, and, and just the more I listened, the more I really, really totally zoned out on it. Um, his dad was in a gang too. And, uh, and so he had this firsthand experience. He had, when he was a kid, he saw his uncle got shot. 
uh, outside a fast food restaurant. Like, so, I mean, he really lived this shit and he was raised basically on, grew up in welfare and in housing projects. Like, so he's the, the real deal here. So to, to be able to get out, uh, and this was the story of, of him getting out. And he mentions that he basically had the idea for this album for, you know, since he was that age, you know, for about six or seven years until he could actually execute it. But anyway, yeah. So, I mean, Maybe I'm on the flip side, but it's interesting. And I think, Alan, you mentioned it in our last review saying that you figured this one could be very polarizing and divided, and it definitely, uh, it definitely did. Uh, on that, though, let's, uh, let's dive into some scores. Let's, let's start with, uh, how about Scott Gregory? What, what would you give that out of five? There's overall recommend, and then, uh, I mean, can't really influence you because it's only five years old, but I guess what it influenced you to listen to more. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll give it about a, a four and a half. I, I really enjoyed it. It took a second, like I had to really kick my listening, active listening, and that into high gear to to get the most out of it. So, it, is it something that I'll go back to a lot of times? Probably not, because it, it is a you know a real mindful to to tackle, and I tend to be a background listener these days. Uh, but I thought it was very well done. You, you look at the producers list and it's got Dre and Quincy Jones and Janet Jackson is in there, right? There's obviously a lot of craft work that went into making this uh, a really strong album. So I would recommend it highly. It seems like he is getting a lot of respect for honoring uh you know, past artists and styles and pulling it forward, taking the uh, the underground rap side of things and injecting it into the mainstream in an authentic way. So if I'm really happy to take this as a gateway into that. Uh, being so what's your score for recommended? <laughs> so five. <laughs> <laughs> all right bye <laughs> thank you next <laughs> yeah and, and then influence uh what would you say there influence yeah maybe maybe a four you know yeah i'll keep for it sure, short for sure <laughs> all right alan alan uh yeah i'm gonna give it a four and a half um there were a couple songs that i didn't like so much on it but overall i think it that uh, it was really good so uh, and it influenced me to check out more of his discography. I think, uh, you know, I hear him on the radio sometimes when he's doing, uh, doing some work on other people's albums, doing guest spots. So I'd like to kind of, uh, especially that, that new album he had last year or whatever, uh, damn. Yeah. That, that damn. won a bunch of awards damn. or something. Yeah. So I think, uh, this album influenced me to check that out for sure. So five, uh, Five for a recommendation. Uh, sorry, not rec. <laughs> Influence. Influence. And then as far as recommendation yeah. goes, I would highly recommend it to anyone who is troubled by the state of current hip-hop. Give this a shot if you haven't, because uh, it made me a believer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Hi, right, Scott Coates. Yeah, I, I'm just like overall like two and a half. I mean, I, I think it's neat. I think it's, you know, a neat way to tell a story. I guess for me, I just, when I listen to rap, I just want to like, I don't know, tap your toes. God, that's such a white thing to say when you're listening to rap. I don't want to tap my toes. Yeah, I just want to like I have fun. I, want, I didn't know you are dead. I want some him. fun beats and stuff. And uh, 
this album just doesn't provide that and I don't really need a rap story. Um, recommend? Yeah, I guess if I knew someone that was into this kind of thing, I'll give it a three. Influence me? I'll give it a one because like, I don't know. I, I'm, I just find, again, all new hit hop I listen to, I just don't hear the, the hit. I just don't hear the beat. So, yeah. But glad I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, it's it's all personal taste, and that's, you know, that's what this is all about, and uh, nobody's going to like it all, and that's that's, that's the mm. way it is. Um, yeah, for me, um, I, I think it's no surprise. I loved it. I, I, I'm tentative. I'm trying not to just give everything fives, uh, I guess, that much, just to, to be... Uh, um, you know, honest and trying to, to rein it in. But I mean, overall, I'm at a solid four and a half. I, I recommend, I think, you know, 100%, if you're interested in especially modern hip hop and kind of the leaders that are coming out right now and really diving into it, um, I'd highly recommend it. I mean, I think we got to remember that, you know, rap isn't just rap. It's, it's now it's splintered into, you know, hundreds if not thousands of different styles and directions you can kind of go in it so it's just again personal taste even within that genre uh and influence uh, you know I, I i think for me it definitely influenced me to listen but it kind of went backwards i heard damn and it influenced me, me to come back to this but i'll give that a four and a half as well i, I just thought it was a, a really solid album and that's funny scott i just wanted to check because uh as you said i'm no, like 10 and, and that's low and i'm like Long time ago, we uh, did a band called Skunk Unleashing. Ah, I oh, that was terrible. It. But I, I just quickly, I just quickly pulled it up because I'm like, you can't give that a more, a worse score than that album. But when I pulled it up, your overall opinion of that was a one, and you had zeros in the rest. So, <laughs> so, so I guess I can't call you out on that one. So, yeah. Oh God. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. We're, we've gone a little long today, but uh, that was good. Some good discussion on it. Highly recommend. Hey, and if you are going to listen to it. Uh, if you're listening in Canada or the legal states or medical license, highly recommended to use cannabis to enhance the experience uh, and help you concentrate on it. A nice, uh, you know, like I mentioned, Tangerine Dream, great strain, great strain, highly recommended. Um, so, Scott Coates, you're going to be up next. Um, I guess you, he'll, we will post this uh, around the uh, 1st of April here, which is uh, coming up yep. Monday. It is now uh, Thursday here. So uh, we'll look forward to that pick. And uh you know, with that, I guess we'll uh, sign off. And uh, thanks for joining us for another uh, potentially polarizing episode of uh, uh, the Sonic Collective. And we look forward to seeing what's going on next month. Thanks for joining us. Man. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Thanks, guys.